thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. All right, show number 31. Who's 31, guys? That's a hell of a question. Putting you guys on the spot. My guess is maybe a basketball player, a baseball player. Let's consult the Google. Yeah, the show purpose of the highest ilk here. Well, let's introduce ourselves then. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Ice Man. All right. And who the hell is... All right. According to the postgame.com, Beth... Best athletes to wear number 31. Uh, oh, Mike Piazza at the top of the list. Donnie Shell, he's a Pittsburgh Steelers. Jamal Lewis from Baltimore Ravens. Reggie Miller, Ferguson Jenkins, he was a Chicago Cub. Greg, Greg Maddox, uh, Billy Smith, Grant Fuhrer. Oh, wow, a lot of 31s. <laughs> Grant Fuhrer when he's in the Flames. Dave Winfield, John Lester. All right, so we're just going to admit we collectively dropped the ball in 31 because sure. like, uh, there's a bunch of no-names. All right, so, I mean, do we just start with it? The, the top story, just because it's the most recent, we'll talk about that national championship game. What a game. Yeah. Yes. I, it, it, it finally, finally, a game in the playoffs that lived up to expectations. Yeah, it definitely was not boring. Now, I was telling Neural uh, while you were away from – well, you AFK, Rich. Uh, the end of that game, though, kind of encapsulated everything I love and hate about college football. All in the same play. I, I, I love it because you get plays like that, but I also hate it because you get plays like But I hate it why you get plays like that. Because 
you're still dealing with maybe some special teams and some defenses that are a little, little inept. And you can argue that last-second plays like this happen a lot more in college football than they do in the pros. I mean, if you're a Michigan fan, you're probably definitely feeling me there. But that was kind of my, my feelings on that. You guys agree? Disagree? Yay, nay? I don't know. No, I, th- I definitely think you get last-minute, you know, heroics in college more than you do in the National Football League. It's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, because guys who, uh, like, muff a pun at the last second aren't getting drafted. You don't generally, you know what I'm saying? Or they're getting fired if they're in the pros already. Yeah. Oh, hello, Devin Hester. But that's that play, like I said, that's that play is exactly why I love and hate college football because you – you rarely, rarely see last-second heroics like that in the pros. In college football, it's pretty, it's commonplace. Now, see, normally I'd be on here and I'd be like, I called it, everyone. Iceman right here. However. You were sweating, I weren't had, you? You were sweating in last I, game. I was sweating, game. but at the same time, I'm kind of disappointed. Because we went up against Alabama, and they were supposed to be the best team in college and everything. And I'm like, okay. But then... They lost Scarborough. One player doesn't make a team. However, did you guys see the difference when he left the game? Not just in play, but I mean on the sideline, in the faces, you know, Hertz was sitting there just looked dumbfounded. Like, oh shit, there he goes. There goes the game. Yeah, it did seem to be a momentum shifter. It just seemed to be a, a drive killer. Like the drive to win the game for Alabama left. When Scarborough got pushed off the field, I was like, they're not even trying anymore. They know they're going to lose now. Maybe, maybe a little self-fulfilling prophecy going on. It just looked like they, they were like the wind literally completely out of their sail. Scarborough got taken out, and all of a sudden they got nothing. They got absolutely nothing. They couldn't convert a third down to save their life. Sorry, I'm trying to do two things at once. But uh, two, it's Alabama giving up 21 in the fourth quarter. That's that's. That's lion-esque. Told you guys in the group chat. That's, At the same a time. football fan, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with that kind of football. It's lion-esque of the defense of Alabama. However, it was a bit Belichick-ish of Clemson, the way they handled themselves, I think. Uh, Deshaun Watson has proven to me beyond a shadow of a doubt he should have won the Heisman. That man is Mr. Cool. Because that was some pressure that I don't think any of us three have ever felt. And he was just smooth. And I was doing some show prep for the show. I had to you know, put on the daytime sports center, which is awful. I don't know why they put it on during the day. But they had uh, Les Miles on there talking about uh, his daughter believes. And I don't know why. Maybe he didn't want to say he believes because he's looking for a job. Uh, that uh, they shouldn't be announcing the Heisman Dole after the national championship game. Where are you guys on that one? Because I didn't think about that. I was like, yeah, you know, it's uh, uh, they, uh, it's like giving out the MVP before the before everything's done. Yeah, but, I mean, that's that's one game, though. You know what I'm saying? The high, yeah, and the Heisman's supposed to be for the regular season. Yeah, body of work. You know, that's, at least, that's the, that's the rationale behind it. I uh, I, uh, I, mean, just, that, I, I never thought about that most, before. I was like, Don't hmm. most sports give, give out their yearly awards? Before the, the the season's over with, well, doesn't baseball wait for it all to be done? <sighs> yeah, yeah, but no, no, they give out the the league MVP, but then they give out the MVP of the World Series, right? They give out the MVP of 
the league championship series, the World Series. Yeah, there's there's three. Well, now with the the play-in game, there's what one, two, three. There's four rounds technically, I guess, and two of them they have they give an MVP award for. Uh, yeah, the National Football League does the same thing: a league MVP and then the MVP of the of the Super Bowl. What? Yeah. Sorry, excuse me. Um, in baseball, MVP of the league has nothing to do with MVP of the NL or ALCS, NLCS, or the World Series. Those are three completely separate awards. It just, right. I don't know. It, whatever. It is what it is, and it's an excuse to keep college football in the headlines with the break between the end of the the, the quote unquote season and the bowl season starting. That's all it is. And it's not going to change because money. So unless someone's in, on this podcast going to cut a check for a couple million, they're not even going to fucking breathe in our direction, let alone consider what we've got to say. Well, hit the donate I mean, button then, people, if you're listening. <laughs> you want that to happen, there you go, hit the donate button. We'll cut I the mean, check. It is, that's, it's, I, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I had a real hard time. First of all, i got to admit, uh, I didn't get to watch the entire game. I had... Stuff to do last night, and I missed uh, pretty much the first half and about half of the third third quarter. Um, but I mean, I, when I was in my car, I was I was listening to it on ESPN Radio. You know, I got updates on my phone, whatever. But something that just got to me watching the game, especially on TV yesterday. I'm over this fucking everything being sponsored. I'm just over it, and it it. it it really, I don't, I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm more cynical and jaded as I get older, but it really took me out of watching the game. Every single fucking thing has a sponsor. Really? Like, do we need that? I mean, I get it. This point flip is brought to you by Coca-Cola. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's just. In the league that won't so, pay its players? Exactly. It, it, it has the most sponsorship. There's that too, you know. And the opening kickoff brought to you by Belichick. <laughs> what? But um, I mean, uh, really, I had I had no stake in the game, you know. Uh, no, no emotion one way or the other. And maybe I should put a little bit of money on it, and maybe then I'd have had a rooting interest. Um, it was just a good game. That's all I could ask for. It was an entertaining game. Let's put it that way. And uh, Ohio State didn't win the national championship. That's all I can really ask for. Out of a national championship game, Michigan's not in. <laughs> well, you Michigan fans sure are consistent. I'll give you that. Well, I uh, I, I I knew it was going to be that. I knew it was going to be a great game. Uh, and like I said last week, Clemson had a chip on their shoulder that they carried for 365 days. And they came into that stadium with a purpose. And, and uh, yeah, you know. Uh, their coach had a great answer for Saban's answers, and Nick just ran out of answers, man. He uh, he kept changing his defense, he kept changing his offense, and then he lost Scarborough, and then it was like, well, I'm out of answers. I don't know what to do now. I once heard a quote that in college football, it's not who wins the game, it's who loses the game slower. Especially close, the more evenly matched up a team, the teams are. Yeah, I don't I mean- agree with that. I don't agree with that in every situation, but that definitely seemed like it was that last night. Well, yeah, too, uh, you could put this into play. It's something we say a lot here on this podcast. It, 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 did Clemson win or did Alabama lose that game? Yes. 
both. That's fucked yes. up, but it's it's yeah. That's how I'd answer. It's and I'm, and I'm not even trying to be a smartass. I'm not either. That's exactly what happened. Clemson little won, a, and Alabama a. lost it at the exact same time. Yeah, I, I mean that. You know that's fair. That's fair. I'll give you both that. I, I will not rag either of you for that. That's because yeah, that's what I saw. It was it was kind of a little bit of both. It was kind of Alabama beating themselves and Clemson capitalizing on it. When Al- I'm serious now, when Alabama lost Scarborough, it's like they lost their heart, their their drive. It's like. He was the key. He was he was the key to the ignition that was fueling the 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 drive to win for Alabama. He left the field and so went the momentum. Oh no! And every drive they we had. suck again. Yeah, that's exactly it. And uh, you know they just they put Deshaun Watson into different situations, and at every facet of the game, that kid stood there and was like, "Okay, I'll take it." And through pass after pass, he ran, got helicoptered, shook his head, got back up, and threw another beautiful pass. I'm like, okay, this kid's for real. Well, hopefully the, the, uh, he'll take some of that experience to the Cleveland Browns next season. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's a great meme. That's why I sent you that meme. You know, the celebration short-lived. Like, yeah, I'm a national champion. Shit, I'm a Cleveland Brown. You yeah, know? I know, right? <laughs> if you're following the NFL, like, fuck, I'm going to Cleveland. I don't know that he's going to Cleveland. I don't know if they need another quarterback. Fuck, I'm going point. to the Rams. Fuck, I'm going to San Francisco. Now you're talking. That's where I think he's going to head. At least San Francisco's got some championship pedigree to it. Some- I, too, Chris, was watching that show. And Les Miles was dropping hints if you weren't catching him. I think he's going pro. No way. Where's he going to end up? There's coaching positions everywhere. Pete Jacksonville hired their coach and then hired Tom Coughlin as the vice president of football operations. So that's pretty solidified there. Pete Carroll's are few and far between, at least in the modern era. And by modern era, I mean, while I've been alive. I mean, isn't it really, though, only... Coach in, in recent history who's gone from college to the pros and kind of... Well, he started in the pros, didn't he? Cause he was Pete in the, Carroll? Yeah, he was in the pros when I was in like middle school, and then he was at in college forever, and then he got caught, and he ran back to the pros immediately. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Later, guys. Yeah. Thanks for the national championship. Got to go win a Super Bowl. Bye-bye. I mean, look at Jim Harbaugh. I mean, he, he flamed out in the pros. He went, Look at Saban. Didn't Saban, Saban coach the Dolphins? Well, nah, I'm going to go back to college. Yep. I mean, who really has ever really been successful in both college and the NFL? It, it, it's two different Jimmy kinds Johnson of coaches. And yeah, Jimmy Johnson, that's where I was well, at. Jimmy Johnson and, uh, uh, oh, shit. You who could, took over for him in Dallas? You could argue Jimmy Johnson coached pro the whole time. <laughs> that's, we've talked about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> who took over? Uh, sw- uh, sw- uh, Switcher. Barry. Yeah. Those are the only two that come. I mean, I'm sure there's... Someone we're not thinking of. And what's what's like their success, yelling though? at the fucking, Their phone, their computer, speakers, whatever right now. This person! You fucking idiots! But, yeah, I just can't think of him uh, at the moment. Was Switzer really successful, two, though? I mean, Johnson was. Carroll was. I mean... Yeah, Switzer won a, a, a um, Super Bowl, didn't he? I mean, he come from, what, Oklahoma? And, I mean, they were... Or where did he come from? OU. I can't remember. Uh, not off the top of my head. Um, hold on. That's why we have Google. Yeah, but it, it, it looked like he was dropping hints that he was heading to the pros, though, Chris. Oh, where do you think? Well, again, 
your options are unlimited. You had six teams at the end of the season without a head coach. Jacksonville hired their head coach. You still got the Rams, 49ers, Chargers. But to answer the question, yeah, uh, he won three national championships and he won a Super Bowl. Barry Switzer did. But did he get uh, Jimmy Johnson's sloppy second Super Bowl? Uh, I mean, you could argue he took over Jimmy, the Jimmy Johnson-built team. Oh, no, 95. Point, no, okay, so Jimmy was a year out. All right. But, I mean, at that point, the reason, whole reason Johnson left is because that's when Uncle Jerry started stepping in a lot more and saying, I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't give a fuck how many Super Bowls you won. Do it my way. And yeah. Jimmy Johnson, don't play that. He's he's an alpha male. He's like, nope. If I'm, if I'm not the HNIC, I'm not going to be here later. Yeah. So, yeah, I went to Miami. Whoops. Oh, I mean, that man loves Miami. That's for damn sure. Did, did he ever coach the Dolphins? Yeah, yeah, that's no. where he went. No, oh, yeah, 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 that's who he left Dallas for. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, I bet he's got himself a second Cuban or Puerto Rican family. Nobody, <laughs> nobody knows about. That's why he loves Miami so much. Uh, it's not a family. He's didn't he do? He's penis had a, pill he's had a steady thing down there. That's for sure. Did wasn't he wasn't he doing penis pill infomercials at some point? Jimmy Johnson for like extends or something. Yes, extends. See, yeah. he probably yeah. just got a gaggle of Cuban bitches. He got down there with them Cuban chicks and them Puerto Rican chicks, and he couldn't handle it. No, you get around those women. I think you're going to be able to handle it pretty well. Need to call in some chemical help. <laughs> call in, <laughs> call in the reinforcements. Yeah, listen, I'm in my fifties. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. What was so net national championship game? Is that what we're talking about before we talked about Jimmy Johnson's penis? Well, I mean, excuse me. I mean, I think it was closer. Ultimately, for me at least, it was closer than I thought it would be. A lot hell of a lot closer than I thought it would be. Um, and you know, obviously, I thought Alabama was going to win. Uh, I, I did have to venture out earlier today and was listening to a little bit of uh, sports talk. And, you know, there's rumblings. Will this affect Nick Saban's legacy? And as much as it annoys... <laughs> it, it, I, yeah, I know, I know. Nick as much as it an, fine. What are you talking about? As much as it annoys me that, that anytime something good or bad happens to a player slash coach slash franchise, the word legacy starts getting thrown around. Um, I mean, yeah. No, he's, he's fucking fine. He's Nick Saban, okay? He's fine. He's, He's one national championship away from Bear Bryant. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to argue, he's got the most cemented legacy in the NCAA right now, as far as football goes. Yeah. There's what, Really? There's nothing to argue, in my opinion, but that's just me. Yeah, no. that that This one loss does not affect, quote-unquote, his legacy. No. Nick Saban is, is definitely... Uh, college royalty. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, he had his little hiccup here at MSU, but, you know, you don't win them all. Bill Belichick didn't exactly set the world on fire with Cleveland. So, and he was what, the the Jets head coach for one day? You got to start in the mail room. You'll start CEO's office. Got to start, well, unless you're born into it. Dude, do you get more mail room than the Cleveland Browns? I mean, maybe Detroit Lions. 
Well, I mean, even when he was with LSU, Saban, you know, was winning. This guy is an amazing LSU. Yeah. I mean, once again, some of the best players money can buy. I mean, that's that. Yeah, that's come on now. You know, that's is that even up for debate? I mean, look at to me, this national championship game just proved how far and away. Over over the rest of the Power Five conferences, the SEC and the ACC is. I mean, it, it, who else could have played either of these two teams and it'd have been that close? I know, right? Like as good as Western was, if they'd have played Alabama, that'd have been embarrassing. Exactly, exactly. I mean, we already saw what they did to Ohio State. They're different classes of players. I mean, this is. You could argue this, like. Rich, you've said it. The SEC and the ACC are pretty much the NFL minor league. Well, yeah, and players know that. And that's how come they're football factories down there. You know, they just churn them out, and that's what they're known as, you know. And at one point, uh, you know, there was teams in the Big Ten that were like that. Those days are pretty much gone for the most part. As far as the Big Ten, I would say Ohio State can it, it pretty much has a football factory reputation that's still at this point. Give Michigan a few more years. They'll be back. As a state fan, that pains me to say, but I have eyes. You know, I think if they stick with Harbaugh, they're going to be all right. They'll get back to you where know, they need to be. Well, there was a point where, you know, you'd watch a, a, a pro game and they would introduce the players or say the players, you know, colleges, and you'd hear – a Big Ten school be called out. Now you hear about as many Big Ten schools as you do Mac schools. And if it's I mean, a Big Ten school, it isn't a it isn't a position player. It's usually a big fucking giant wall. You know, it's yeah. usually a lineman. Big biscuit eating motherfucker. It, yeah. Yeah. You know, bucket of chicken, two liter of cola drinking motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Some dude's so. name you'll never hear ever again after he says it. <laughs> Motherfucker that makes Jumbo Elliot look small. Usually from like Nebraska <laughs> or Iowa or something. Yeah, but with this game though, guys, that's why I was trying to tell you last week. Uh, the the line the star linebacker for Clemson said we ain't focused on nothing, and they said this before the season. We are not focused on anything except getting back to the national championship, and we want Bama. He said that before the season. He also and said, they, we didn't get here just to get here and enjoy the view. We get here, we, get, we got here to win. Right. They, they were coming this season, this entire season with a purpose. And uh, I think they completed it last night. They were just, they were bad. It's like, you, you guys say, who else could have played Bama? Nobody. Because nobody was headhunting Alabama like Clemson. Patriots. <laughs> oh, in a heartbeat, yeah. <laughs> Dude, here's the thing. I don't think there's any team, I, what they would say would be one thing. What's in their hearts is another. I don't think there's any team in college football that wanted Bama. No, just, like, no just I, want, I want the vacation. Just, just, I want to play yeah, them. It's kind of like I said about you know the Giants. It, it, it you can either call it they don't know to be scared or too stupid to be scared, or they just they ain't scared. They just don't you know I, we don't or care. They just get out and set up on a boat, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. well, should, should we be scared too. on Sunday? But we'll get to that. But yeah, I mean, it's, I I I have been in their shoes. I have been in Clemson's shoes. That is why I picked Clemson. 
because I have been in their shoes. You got beat. You know you shouldn't have got beat. You had them. It was a last-second victory like Clemson did to them last night. And you're sitting there, and there ain't fuck all you can do because it's all over. It is all over. You have to go home now. And you have to sit, and you have to wait. There will be another opportunity, but not right now. And that fuels you for the entire fucking year. Because you sit there, and you think, and you watch, and you think, and you watch. And then all of a sudden, every team you end up playing is Alabama. Every game, every week is Alabama. Until it's finally Bama. And then it's just like you see red, literally, and it's game on, man. And that's what happened. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, to throw some more cliches out, Clemson didn't blank, man. They just were like, well, fuck it. This is what we want. It's ours. Take it. So, you know, I remember Joey Porter saying about the the Super Bowl he won in uh, when he when him and Pittsburgh won 2005 Super Bowl. Game over, man. He said it's in my mouth. I can taste it, and I'll be goddamn if you can come take it out my fucking mouth. That was that was Clemson, man. You know, I completely misjudged how much give a fuck they had in their tank. They had a whole fucking lot more than I thought. They had they had the turbo blue of give a fuck, and literally waited till the last second. And Alabama did also, Rich, because they came into that stadium and was like, "You want Bama? Here we are. What you got?" And then it was, "I, I got right, twelve inches left, of Alabama right, black snake." Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bama was like, "Oh shit, go get him, Scarborough." And this cover was like, "Coach, they hurt me." People were like, "Ah hell, now what do we do?" Well, also, Game over, it, man. It, Bama, I never doubted that about them. I mean, I still don't doubt it about them. Those guys, are, those guys feel like fucking guys feel when they come out of boot camp, man. You know, they know they got the best coach in the fucking game, at least at that level of the game. Possibly ever. I mean, his story's still being written, quite honestly, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, when, when you have that type of confidence, that's the type of confidence that, what they say in that movie, The Replacements? Once a man tastes greatness, he'll carry it with him the rest of his life. That's the type of cocky-ass confidence some fuckers are going to carry the rest of their lives. You know, that's just, that's just how it is. I mean, I mean, that's one of those teams. I mean, and that's one of those programs where <clears throat> you can pretty much uh, count on if you made the program, you'll get drafted. I mean, am I, am I wrong in saying that? I mean, most of that, that it's when you, like I said, it's a different level when you watch teams like that play. If you're a starter and you're not just a one-year wonder, mm-hmm. yeah, and and you play for Bama, even if you don't get drafted, uh, you'll end up on the practice squad somewhere. Can, you you attention will be paid. You won't have to go out and be like you know, look at me, hey, yeah. no, even even yeah, like a Lamar Jackson. You know, even if even if you go undrafted. Unless you're just a fucking shitbird, you're definitely going to... There's going to be opportunities for you to, to make a team in some level. The Jaguars need bench players. Well, how many undrafted players have went on to have careers that no one saw coming? I mean, it's not unusual. I mean, it's not the norm, but it's not unusual. So, well, uh, should we move on to the... Uh, is there really any other story besides the NFL playoffs? I mean, there's a. I mean, Derek Rose is panning out how I thought he was going to in New York, but 
What do I know? I'm just a casual basketball fan. <laughs> and, and, and as an even more casual basketball fan, let me guess, he's riding a bench with an injury. Oh, no. Well, no, not well, not not an injury, just a bad he, he attitude. Fucking, he completely disappeared. Okay, go ahead. They were he, okay. Derrick Rose was in the shoot around, okay, pregame, and then he disappeared. His coaches didn't know where he was. His teammate didn't know where he was. None of the management, none of the trainers, nobody could find him. He just left. Just peace. I'm out of here. Later. His his teammates talked to him. Everybody said uh, there was an emergency in the family, and he had to get to Chicago. Okay, Earl, maybe you can shed more light on the situation than than I have. I mean, I probably can than I have. But what the fuck is this guy's problem besides not being durable? Um, he's he's dealing with superstar envy type, I believe. Carmelo has Derek- a bigger dick than him. Can't well, at least in New York, I'm, Carmel's got a bigger dick than him. It's got Carmel's got some juice. They love Carmel in that town. That, right. guy, that guy will die in a Nick uniform, or he'll retire in a Nick uniform unless he really pisses the city off. When when Rose was in Chicago, he thought he was the superstar. He he's he's you know Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and you know Stephon Curry. Oh and, man, I, I, yeah, I can tell you that all the fucking. Well, now he's getting so set, all the right? ni- now now the ni- all the nineties Bulls fans started talking shit, and it was ba- it was all based on uh, on Rose. I I know that because I had to listen to it, and I was like, motherfucker, okay, name me someone besides him on the team. Go ahead, I'll wait. Choke him, no, no. I'm ta- I'm talking about the nineties Bulls fans who disappeared, but all of a sudden showed back up when you know Derrick Rose ah hit gotcha. hit scene. Well, he the hit- problem with him now is he's getting sat. Like in the fourth quarter, they're not playing him. In New York. So he's throwing a temper tantrum. He has superstar envy. He wants to be the superstar. They're not having it. So he's throwing a hissy fit. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then he's got a couple choices. He can suck it up or uh, he can fucking retire. He's got nothing to be superstar about. He's a joke. He's a punchline, in my opinion. I mean, what's that well, yeah. meme that goes around every year with the suits talking about Derrick Rose playoff jerseys are now in stock? He, yeah. gets, he he comically gets injured all the time. Like, it's sorry, it didn't work out. You're not durable. Have a good one, buddy. Well, the biggest story about Derrick Rose now is you could go fuck his wife. I and know. I'll watch. She'll be down. That chick is a gamer from what we surmised from earlier podcasts. <laughs> She's a soldier. She's down for whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that's that's an issue he has to deal with. Later they'll they'll come out with a story so and so in his family and everything because that's what the you know big sports do they cover the shit up but don't get surprised if he's not a Nick for long yeah where's he gonna end up who knows it's NBA Detroit maybe <laughs> we could use a Detroit card I don't know now the Pistons actually have a history of making decent decisions they do. Even the people I mean, who were riding Joe D. Joe D got you a, a championship in almost two. So. But anyway. That being said, though, we're of age. Do you know of any job you could just disappear? You're there. You're supposed to be there. And I saw season nine of The Office, whatever that job is. 
Didn't Ed Helms like leave him go on a boat for six months and not get caught for six months? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, if if you're there and you're supposed to be there, and then they go look for you and you're gone and they can't get a hold of you until after the fact, there's some repercussions you're going to be dealing with. I bet Navy SEAL, like you know, people can expect to not hear from you for periods at a time. Like, listen, I'll contact That's you. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that would be like the Navy SEAL team in and of itself going, all right, God, take the shot. No, girl, I get your point. God, God, a couple cups of out. coffee, and, and then after the weed. fucking missions over, they go, "Hey, fucker, where'd you go?" No, well, I was eating a jelly donut. Well, I, I was, was going to say truck driver, but nowadays you got Qualcomms and GPSs. Yeah. They know exactly where that truck's at. They can tell you what side of the street it's on. And you can't say president either, because I mean, we'll look at our current situation. President for the first time doesn't want to travel to the press corps, and everyone's appalled. Like what? We're That's supposed to know right. what you're great, doing at all hours of the day. We got Greg's boats people like Meryl Streep to oh. do that. He's got Twitter. He doesn't need the press corps. He'll let us know how he's feeling. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, can't just peace out uh, from your job. Like, you really can't. That's called, you know, uh, most cases, was it? no call, no show, job abandonment. Job abandonment because he didn't have to call. He was in the shoot around. Just left. He was in the morning shoot around. He was there. And then bounced. Nobody yeah. said peace. Yeah, like if I Nothing. went into my job, just grabbed a cup of coffee and all right everybody, see ya. <laughs> like, no, it didn't yeah. even say all right. He just grabbed a cup of coffee and then nobody knew where he's drinking it or did he choke on it? Where'd he go? I don't know. You know, I, I, I worked a job where I was actually on the road away from the shop for I'd say about half of my shift and I got a call and my grandmother had died and I went back to work, told my boss and said, if you can't get anyone to cover the rest of the shift, I'll work it. But I'd really like the rest of the shift off of it all possible. And he couldn't find anyone to cover the shift. All right. So, I mean, I, come on now. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's I did the people, same thing. Most people, you know, a family member dies, especially a family member who, you know, means something died, to you. Like, yeah, my grandmother pr- practically raised me as her own. Uh, you know, you, you, you know, you're going to get. Oh, hey, man, we're sorry. Go ahead. You know, take the rest of the shift off. Do you need tomorrow off? And you know, call us, and you know, we'll see you when you come back. You know, that's the, so. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it are we are we are we getting back to spoiled brat fucking NBA players? Yeah. Well, I don't think it's so much of a spoiled brat as it is. Like I said, I think he has superstar envy. He wants to be that superstar, and he ain't. He just ain't. Oh. I don't think he ever was. I can tell you, man, I worked in New York for two years. They love them some mellow, for real. Like, he is the big dick in the room in New York City, and he need in. I don't know. Go to, some, go to Milwaukee. They need a big star, don't they? No one's ever... Bucks haven't had like a star ever. Go to the Jazz. I don't know. They still think it ain't gonna happen in New York for you, Mello. Or fucking Rose. Derrick Rose. Yeah. Right, but I don't think Rose ever was a superstar, quote unquote. Well, there's nothing to face it He was the star in Chicago. Don't fucking sell him short. And you can say he's not a superstar, whatever. This I know about the NBA. The NBA is a very fucking small league compared to other sports. They want a quote-unquote superstar on every team if they can get it. And if they don't have a superstar, 
they will push someone who's a star as if he is a superstar. And Chicago's a fucking Chicago's a major market. Okay, it has a that team has history due to Jordan. So yeah, he was pushed as you know the next big thing for a while there. It, I mean, if you want to say it was it was you know all sizzle no steak, I can't I can't disagree with that. But even me being the most casual of casual fucking fans of the NBA, I knew who the fuck he was because they pushed his bullshit down fucking everybody's throat who would sit there and listen to it for five seconds. And I, I agree with that. And pushing it's one thing, but you're right, it was all sizzle and no steak. Where's the championships from, from Rose? That's, you know? Yeah. Well, that's that's where we're going to end up. Or even steak, the no sizzle. Or playing in the playoffs. No, that's what I understand what Rich is saying. Yes, he's, he was pushed as the man in Chi Town, but correct. There's nothing to, to back it up. There's no reason. There's no you ever state. I, I, I mean, now this is stat I want to look up right now. What Derek Rose playoff minutes? <laughs> but but see, the that's the game? kind of that's the kind of state our our uh, our sports period has become. You're great. You're awesome. You're the man. And then you get to New York where there are great people and there are people that are quote unquote the man. And you find out you're not as special as everybody made you to be. And all of a sudden you pout and you leave without telling anybody. So you think he's going to, is he going to see any percussions? I don't think he's going to be in New York Nick for long. I really don't. He's, he's, he's been pushed and promoted as, as the man in Chicago and, you know, they tried to incorporate him into the New York Knicks. Didn't happen. But with that, he could be traded and get some good, you know, get some good things. Because of his stock. Because of his hype. Not because of his play, though. And unfortunately, with the NBA, there's only really two to three teams you're going to be talking about. When it comes to, to great plays. And great players. And... You know, championships and championship runs. Uh, the Bulls, for the, most the part, Lakers. No, no. Celtics. No. Uh, no. You talking all time? No, I'm talking now. Now, so Golden State. Yep. Uh, Cleveland. Yep. Yeah. San Antonio. Yep. Damn, OKC. That's three. <laughs> Is there any more? Yeah. OKC. OKC. And that's about it. How pissed does Seattle have to be looking at OKC? Right? <laughs> Tell you what, the fans are up there going, we fucking told you, why did you take our fucking Sonics from us? Yeah. Uh, probably as pissed as uh, Cleveland people were in 1999 when the Ravens won the Super Bowl. Like, yep. Some bitch. You motherfuckers. Owls. Yes. And is, and is this where we just jump right? Is this where we jump into the NFL? That's a nice segue, isn't it? Oh, yeah. All right, then. All righty, the, the final four. I, I, want, I, want, I, want, I want to preempt this because I am the biggest Detroit Lions homer that you guys know. I got a rant to go on, and it's a very small one. Go. Go. Detroit Lions are... Get out your fucking system. The Detroit Lions aren't ready. I don't think they're ever going to be ready. I don't think their owners are ever going to let them be ready. The product they put out, as we've said on this show, has been good enough. They are making the playoffs, and that's good enough for a Detroit homer like myself. 
that is never that is never going to change until their ownership changes. Uh, and we're back on the same page. Matthew Stafford, great quarterback by every stretch of any imagination. He's developed into a hell of a thrower. Uh, his accuracy is the shit. He just he can't get people to catch the ball now. Yeah, I watched them throw. So I watched him throw it. So many people hit him in the numbers, and then the ball hits the ground. I d- you can't have that. I wonder how long he's going to be a Detroit Lion. That new story that came out yesterday, like that is the first time since he's been because there's always been stuff about like um he's going to restructure his contract. Uh, this, this, and that. It's always been positive. That's the first time you've ever heard Matt Stafford going, hey man, it ain't up to me. Uh, I just wonder if he's in a Detroit Lions uniform next year. If they don't keep Matt Stafford, that will prove what I just said. They will never be ready. Well, that, with him answering like that could mean like, hey man, fuck this shit, I'm out of here. I want to win before I got to retire. Maybe uh, Saturday could have be. been maybe a turning point for him. You never know. Could be. But at the same time, it could be a Barry Sanders stake, too. Because Barry Sanders wanted to play with the Lions his entire career. And he said those same things. It's not up to me. But he had to get help. He begged and begged and begged, and they would never give him help. They would never give him an offensive line. Something that, something that, that Sanders never went through, that Stafford has now, is being one just by nature of his position, yeah, it's a, a running back, especially when you're Barry Sanders, it, it, yes, it's a high-profile position, but it's not quarterback, bottom line. And Stafford knows that the running joke here in Detroit is and has been for as long as I can remember, it's been who are the two most popular people in Detroit, the backup goaltender for the Red Wings and the backup quarterback for the, the Lions. <laughs> and this is... You know, all jokes aside, he's actually had a taste of getting to the playoffs on a semi-regular basis, seeing that, oh, it is possible. Been there four times, right? Uh, Three, I believe. Three. He was drafted in uh, nine. They went in, uh, what, they went in 2011, they went in 2014, they went this year. Yeah. So three. So, you know, and, and they're coming, you know, there was between 11 and 14, 14 and, you know, 16, they're coming quicker and quicker for him. And he realizes he's still on the good side of 30. And if they don't do anything with his contract, he's 30 when his, when his contract's up. And he's hitting a market where just based on his play alone, he could be the, one of the top paid quarterbacks, if not the top paid quarterback on the free agent market if a team really wanted him. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot to think about if you're Matt Stafford. I mean... Don't discount the fact he got married. He's got twins on the way too. So what's going to be more important? Win a championship or, or money? And he win a championship gets you money. He, I think, if he was in, in the long run. if he was in a better media market for the NFL, we would see him on a lot more national endorsements than we do. Here's my question though: Where does he go? Where does he go to win that championship? Who who's going to have him as their final piece of the puzzle? To get him over the hump. Okay. Let's let's get the the crazy out the way first. How much longer do you think Brady's going to play? Well, he can retire after this year and be good. Okay. But I, I, he's 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 virgin on forty, ain't he? 
Uh, he will be yeah. forty if I'm if I'm if I'm thinking correctly. He'll be forty by the time uh, the next season starts. So right. So it, this might be his final run, and nobody's saying shit. Um, right there. I mean, New England has gotten used to winning. Uh, and and I've not heard. Of course, New England is like the mafia. I haven't heard anything about Belichick's plans. I don't know if that's a package deal with Brady and Belichick. I mean, Belichick might go, you know, I had a fucking historic run as an NFL head coach with my quarterback, and if he's not here, I'm I'm not here. You're going to get a retirement I, village together, him and Tom. But I would say what? this. I, I, don't, I would think that Belichick is the type of one control freak and two type of guy to where the changeover plan is already in place out in New England. And... <clears throat> If he does stay, he's proven you can insert any quarterback and win in his in his system. Right, and I think that's why he would stay. I really do. And yeah, Houston found that Stafford's, out earlier this year. Stafford's not any quarterback. Stafford's a good quarterback. All right. Stafford could so, go to Chicago. Stafford could go to Cleveland. I Cleveland, I don't think so in a million years. Yeah, no, but, I don't think he would go there for any amount of money. But um, Cutler's done in Chicago. He could end up there. Not have to I, move, you know. Just get himself an apartment in Chi Town. Not have to uproot his family. But see, he could go to a, he could go to San Francisco. My point is, who's going to use him as the final piece to get over the hump to get to the Super Bowl and win? Not just give him money to come play there. Houston. Ooh, ooh. what about Denver? Yeah. Oh, oh. I mean, you know, any place where there's question marks for the or where the defense is is. Oakland? Seen as carrying a team. No, Oakland's all set. Yeah, I think Carr bought himself at least a few seasons. Oh, absolutely has. No doubt about it. Um, just, he broke his leg. He's he's not out. He's just out for now. Yeah, I mean, any place where the defense is perceived to be the ones carrying the team, and you know, all we need is a spark plug in the offense, Kansas and that City. would get us over the hump, you know, would be rumored, I would imagine, to be his destination. So. Okay. Kansas City won't pay the money. They, they already have Alex Smith, so. Well, he's already proven he can't leave him in the promised land. I mean, he did. And uh, you're, you're going to find out on Sunday that as well. But. We're going to see about that. Yeah. Uh, the, but uh, just, should we just get into the ugliness of that game, man? I mean, we're from Detroit. We make no secret of it on this podcast. So. Just felt embarrassed to be wearing a Lions T-shirt at some point in that game. I was like, oh come on, man! Uh, like it, it was, I just, it, I mean, it felt like we're one of those teams that backed into the playoffs. Like that meme you sent me about the Texans. I'm sure there was memes about it floating around with the Lions logo in it. And that, I mean, we were definitely like the the nerd that got invited to the party as a joke. I mean, as far as the playoffs go. That was yeah. It was the first half was great, and then Seattle's going to lose this week. So I mean, it was just ugh. I mean, we. we uh, I I told you in the message I sent you. You know, I, I I do two podcasts with you, two separate podcasts, um, and have been doing them. You know, basically, we'll just say for two and a half years. Watching that game is the first time I was like, God damn, you you need to cut me a check because this isn't something I would fucking watch if I didn't have to. <laughs> I know, right? You know what I'm saying? Like that—that that was. I was just like, "This is bullshit." She's like, you owe me a twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Something. I mean, 
I was like, this is some horse shit, man. You better buy me some fucking White Castle. I don't know, something. <laughs> yeah. Sack of sliders, shit. You know, because yeah, that was just, that was fucking ridiculous, man. And uh, it, we, I, we knew it was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen. We called it, we, got, we called it fucking six weeks ago, guys. But we got blue balls, though. That's the thing, is we were like competitive for half the game. And then after halftime, Seattle figured us out, and it was game fucking over. Game over, What man. bothers me is, like I said on my rant, Detroit's not ready, but they are so far from being ready right now. It's just, it hurts. And that is why I think Stafford might leave. Because a few years ago, we were ready. We were ready, ready. We had the best defense. We, we needed a couple of corners, maybe a corner, maybe one corner, and we were there. We had the hell of a receiving core. We had a decent running back. I mean, we were there. Now we're so far from there, it's it's scary. If you're, if you're on the Lions, you're going, damn, all we had to do was win one of our last three, and it, it, things would have been different. And then you get into the playoffs, and I'm sure that it, them being the competitors they are, they were like, well, you know what, fuck it, we're here Anything can happen when we're here. And you don't even get in the end zone. Yeah. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And I don't hear anything about any bad calls. I mean, yeah, were they bad calls? Yes. But, oh, they were horrible calls. But, you know, I just come from the mindset of there's always going to be, every team's going to get a call. But, I mean, you spot them two touchdowns and a field goal, they still lose. Like, that's two field goals. Couldn't even... Score once, not one touch, one touchdown. I I am far from blaming the refs on this one. I I ain't even going to mention that the refs have played a part in it. Oh that no, that said the there calls, were some calls. Oh boy, were there some calls. There there's been horrible officiating all during the wild card week games, and that's just that's just all there is to it. There's shit that just was not called. There's when you have refs. Going to teams, going, yeah, sorry, I blew that call after the game. Come on now. At halftime? <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's this is nothing new. You know, I've, I've went on many rants about this before. NFL needs to do something about it. That's all there is to it. Officiating is ridiculous. You know, if, if you don't do something about it, you're, you're going to be looked at as more of a joke than you're starting to be looked at. You know, they're starting to be looked at. I mean, <laughs> yes, okay. Before the election... Their numbers were down. At post-election, their numbers went back up. But they didn't go back up to the numbers they were the season before. Their, their overall viewership is still down 8%. And this isn't any one thing you can lay it on. This is, one, boring matchups. Games are boring. The officiating. You know, the no-fun league. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a... It's a galaxy of reasons why people are tuning out you know and for a league who wants to be the biggest and baddest on the planet not just not just the u.s on the planet they want you know they want to fucking bitch slap soccer you know for worldwide domination well they they ain't doing it the way they they're going i mean it's just they're not and it's it's ridiculous but I agree with Chris. Besides all that, there's no fucking excuse not to fucking get in the end zone at least once during that game. Or let their offense just run your defense all up and down the field. Like that, like that, that fan, my home team, you get embarrassed. You get some long, you get a long, hard look in the mirror in the next few months here. If you are in the upper 
management of the Detroit Lions. I mean, they just need to let Quinn do his thing. Like, dude, he comes from, he's been in a winning organization. Let that motherfucker do what he needs to do to build a winning organization. Because what, what is going on now? I mean, that is now, we're joking about it. Oh, the Cubs won. This is the year. I, that product on the field, get the fuck out of here. We were one in six against teams with, with a winning record this year. Anyone who played us that was over 500 whooped our ass. All right. That's, that's, that's real talk. You know, we didn't win a game outside. Yeah, that too. Which has been uh, uh, just a, a mo. Excuse me, a motif for this team for years now. I mean, I remember when they, when they started building Ford Field and they announced it was going to be a dome. They were like, "No, why? This team's soft enough as is. Stop coddling these fuckers. Throw them out in the elements. That way." You know, they, they get used to playing it. Because when they go to fucking Lambeau, they, Lambeau will never be a dome. And it gets fucking cold in Lambeau. Chicago will never be a dome. I mean, and these are your division rivals. This is not, these are teams that you're going to see year in, year out. And let's be honest here, for what, the last almost, well, last what, 17, 18 years? The minute you see a fucking game in Chicago or a game in 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 at Lambeau, you could almost pencil that in as a loss. Absolutely, especially at Lambeau, especially at Lambeau. Yeah, as a line you don't even pencil that in. You just put it in pen L. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if we listen back to you and I picking the Lions schedule, <laughs> I'm sure there's just things where we're like, yeah, loss, loss. You know, just things where we automatically know that's going to happen. I mean, there are certain things you have to get over. Yes, and and you you can mind fuck yourself so bad that that the, the the mind fuck goes from team to team, from coach to coach, and that's where we get. We've talked about it before. That's where we get into the culture of the team. The Lions just have a losing culture. That's why I said a guy like Stafford, he's he's gotten a taste of the pie, and he wants more of it. He's not he's not Eric Kramer. He's not Charlie Batch. He's not Joey Harrington. You know. He's like, that was good. I want another fucking bite. Fuck a bite. I want the whole pie. Yeah, but that's just what I'm saying. We were so there a few years back. Now we are so far from there. I mean, I, I'm a Zach Zenner fan. Not because he's an elite running back, but because he's got heart. That kid will take a hit and keep running. He's not going to make thousands of yards a season, but he ain't never going to quit. Absolutely. So, but, you know, that's your third down back. What are you doing for an all-star back? For an every down back? You don't have one of those. Well, the problem is, is that the NFL, on the whole, is a copycat league. The problem is the Lions are always two or three fucking trends behind yeah, no, right. what other teams are copying. We're trying to do the West Coast offense when everyone else is trying to phase it out. We're just trying, hey, check this out, guys. Yeah, I'm surprised I'm surprised we haven't started seeing the Wildcat formation yet, you know. And that was, what, seven, eight years ago when yeah, that was the, the new ago. hotness? Yeah. You, you know, the, that just, the only reason you didn't see it in Detroit is because it came and went so quick. That's it. If any team would have had a, a substantial success with it for more than a one season, the Lions would have jumped on that bandwagon. And they'd have been late to the party per usual, you know, showing up with their wine coolers. Hey, I got the Zima. Who wants to party? Hmm. It's 1998. No one wants Zima anymore. What are you, a 13-year-old girl? <laughs> exactly. What's the rest of the league exactly. saying to him. Uh, so, so other, other, than, other than that, <laughs> I think Pittsburgh-Miami played out how we all thought it was going to. 
Duh. Didn't. Yeah. That's actually the one game I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch. And from, Dude, from everything I've saw in recap and highlights, I didn't miss much. Dude, it so. was like prolapsed anus kind of shit. Well, Chris, that's like you and I were talking in the chat. You were like, but I mean, it was Miami. And I was like, yeah, but it was Miami. But, <laughs> but, 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 you know, we have shit on Miami the whole season. All right. And Miami quietly went 10 and 6 the last month without their first, their starting quarterback. Just think, I mean, that, that, you know, yeah, but people were already starting to pull out their starters. I'd and, say that's more respectable, though, than how the Lions got in. Like, the Lions pretty much <laughs> got in because the Lions found a $100 bill on the sidewalk, in my opinion. The way and, I mean, if you just look at the scoreboard, they put up more of a fight than the Lions did in their playoff game. Yeah, and they beat better teams just in the long run as well. You know, it's the, if you recall earlier in the season, the Dolphins beat the Steelers, all right? But and that just but and they look good while doing it though. That's the that's the thing though, Earl. I mean, man, I just I think the Steelers are coming out of the AFC. I'm calling it right now. I know people can hear me. Yeah, I know we're recording. No. They got more offensive weapons in New England, man. No, they don't. Brady's got Blunt, and then who really? No, 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 no. Stop. Pittsburgh has who? They got Antonio Brown. They got Le'Veon Bell. No, 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 no. You're, 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 no, no. They got Mike Tomlin. Oh, here we go again. That's right. <laughs> Mike Tomlin is not Rex Ryan. Sorry, Bubba. I'm saying it's better. It's better football product. Quite honestly, I'm not saying New England looks like shit, but I'm saying as far as I think any it, team in the AFC is going to beat. New England, I think it's going to be the Steelers. The Steelers, the last month and a half, have looked fucking good. Okay, and that's the regular season. Yeah. Well, yeah, Ben ain't no rookie. Even when he's hurt, Ben ain't no rookie. Ben's hurt. <laughs> Ben's hurt. He ain't no rookie, you're right, but he's hurt. Oh, man. I could just I could see the Steelers coming out of the AFC. I, I could see it, but it's not going to happen. This is going to be an Alabama-Clemson move. This is going to be a very good game. And Bill Belichick has the right play at the end. That's just all this is. Huh. But, all right, uh, so did we watch uh, Green Bay and uh, Giants, guys? About- yes, I did. I took very much pleasure in that because I didn't care who lost. I was laughing at them both. Cowboys were like, oh, thank, thank you, Jesus. Although they oh, shouldn't yeah. be. Because <laughs> I think... Because I think Green Bay's coming out of the NFC. All right, right now, give me your honest opinion, you two. Did them going on the boat, was that the reason they dropped all those balls? I don't believe so. No, I think they're, they've been drunk before before a game. Are, okay, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're talking about the Monday before the game when they went on the boat? Yeah. A week before the, almost a week before the game? Are you seriously asking if you th- if I think that affected them five, yeah, seven, six the, days the, later? Their mindset, their preparation, their... It just looked to me like they weren't taking Green Bay seriously. Well, okay. First of all, you got the GM of the Giants basically going to the press and saying it's time for uh, Beckham to grow up. That that's got to tell you a little something about what's going on in that fucking in that locker room. All right, Odell. So I mean, right there. Okay. Obviously, he's not a, a, a mature leader like they want him to be. All right, but. I I don't think it has anything to do with why they fucking lost. Now, 
the the fact that they went on the boat instead of going out there and getting another practice in or or whatever might be a symptom of them not being mature enough and ready enough to be winners. I mean, but I don't think it's the sole cause. I mean, look, if you've watched any of America's game, if you watch the when the, when if you watch the America's game when the Giants the first time the Giants beat the the Pats, you know that Eli Manning is not his brother when it comes to leadership in the locker room, all right? And it, for for as much as Michael Strahan gets goofed on, he was a leader in that locker room for that type of, you know, for, for that t- time period for that team. Who's their, who's their leader now in that locker room? Who's the guy who fucking jerks a knot in people's ass and says, get in line? Because it uh, ain't Eli. Jason Pierre-Paul? Is that it? I don't know. But here's what I know. I, I don't think it's the cause, but I think it helped, honestly. Just my personal opinion, you're in the football, you know, National Football Playoff, National League Football Playoffs or whatever, and you're, you're about to go up against the team who is on a fucking roll, who has said they're running tables, you know, they're kicking ass and literally taking names, you know, and then, and then went out and did it. They said it, then they proved it. And your ass is sitting on a boat going... We got this. Down in Miami, where it's not even beginning to be cold, you're not preparing for your team that you're about to play. Your mindset is already past them thinking of Dallas. I I think it helped. I do. Because I highly doubt that Green Bay, any member of Green Bay, was out of Wisconsin that entire week. I think they were all there preparing for the Giants. I'm all four days off and you can do what you want. I am. But at the same time, that that no, I, I uh-uh. honestly, if I'm if I'm the head coach, if I'm the GM, I'm not happy with that. I, I'm just not. I, I'm not even gonna bullshit. But at the same time, a, a day off is a day off, man. I mean, what, what do you what what are you gonna do? Oh, you can't. You can't. Exactly. I'm not talking about. I'm asking. Did it? Is that the cause? I don't think it's the cause full heartedly, but I, I think that helped. I, I think Green Bay came in ready to kick somebody's ass, and they did. And the Giants were all, all like, oh, this is easy. It's only Green Bay. We, we, you know, let's get to Dallas already. And it fucked them. Yeah, I mean, it probably was two different mindsets. With, uh, I don't th- I mean, do I think them on the boat is the direct cause? No. But it it's probably does speak to more of a mindset thing, Earl. Whereas, yeah, if you think about the pack, I mean, you're at home. It, it helps, too. Uh, but... You can think of they're they're just in that mindset, like just keep going. Who are the next, next, next? And that's what I, that's what I think Dallas has to be careful of, because Green Bay's got experience. They've been there before. They got a chip on their shoulder. Everyone's been writing them off for like the last two months, and that's that's how I think they beat Dallas Sunday. Like that is a dangerous attitude to have. Now, now, see, Chris, here's the thing. I, I think experience works against uh, Green Bay because they do have the experience. They know what to expect. You know, they know how to deal with pressure, etc. But that being said, you have two rookies that have become major all-stars on Dallas that don't know shit except for Zeke being in the national championship. That's all he knows. And he's fresh off of being in the national championship. You know what I'm saying? So he's sitting there going, all right, I got to buckle down. We're going to win. You know, you're not going to see Zeke on a boat in the middle of in the middle of the ocean in Dallas. I think they're sitting there preparing. 
They're taking this 100% seriously. It's going to be a different game than what you saw with the Giants. A different mentality. I understand the chip with Green Bay. I got it. But at the same time, you know, Dallas has a lot to prove. Dak has a whole lot to prove. He has led the Cowboys to a great season and into the playoffs. That's great. So did a guy named Tony Romo. You got to win in the playoffs, though, Dak. You got to. And I think he knows that. But I think experience comes into play. He came into play in the Super Bowl. And it, everyone was t- Cam Newton was that hot shit for everybody last year when going into the Super Bowl. Oh, here it comes. And what, if you really get down to it, experience won that Super Bowl. You're old ass Peyton Manning right into the sunset. I get it. But at the same time, he's been there before. Most of that Denver team has been there before. I mean, experience won out, and I think that's that. I think that's what's going to happen to Dallas on Sunday. And they've been embarrassed in the Super Bowl before, and for never. I think what 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 gets lost in the shuffle a lot of times in sports is a lot of great teams don't become great until they've been embarrassed and they've lost, and they got and and then they start to realize, oh, this isn't. We're not a team of destiny. This isn't preordained we're going to win. See, I, I, I got to disagree with you there. Seattle went the other way. Seattle went to greatness before they lost. Then they went back the next year and got embarrassed. What, I, but what did I say? I said, I think what gets lost in a lot of teams, and say it's a, a hard and fast rule, it happens 100% of the time. I, it, it's, I didn't say that at all. All right, and there's teams that, that will keep making the big dance and can't find the downbeat. Detroit Tigers being one, okay? This this last run they made with their last, you know, two World Series or three, well, you know, two World Series appearances, okay? And it, it, the argument can be made: the Red Wings got their ass handed to them by the by the Devils, and then very next year got their ass handed to them by Colorado. And they wouldn't have had that run of four cups if that didn't happen. Because that that hardened that team. That made that team hate losing more than they wanted to win. And I get that. I do. But think about this for a minute. You're dealing with a Dallas team. A Dallas team that is experienced. That knows disheartening uh, losses. And what? That knows... What? And what is Dallas experienced in? Going four and twelve, finishing five hundred. Who who knows how to be embarrassed? Who knows how to be a laughing stock of the NFL? They have a quarterback nicknamed Mister Glass. Come on, man! They know all of this, and you combine that with the rookies of Dak and Zeke, who have nothing but excitement and are petrified of failing. All their, they don't care if they win or lose. They're petrified of failing their team. Period. You combine that, you got a recipe for something great. It's going to be a good game. Because, you know, like your man uh, on first take, what's his name? Stephen A. Smith? Yeah. Well, it's got to be yeah. our man. It's either him or Max Kellerman. Can he be everybody's uh, man? You know, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. And he is. Dude, that like, cat could throw. You're going to see him on Sunday, man. You're going to see him be a bad man on Sunday. That is my firm belief. That's and I don't doubt He's that. He's like bit, mu- nice mustache, Rook. That's you're going to see a lot of that on Sunday, I think. Yeah, but you're going to see a lot of the back of Zeke as he's running too. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a great game. It really is. And Earl, we, we're in agreement on this. How big of a steal for 
Green Bay was Christine Michael. Like, that guy was Seattle starting back uh, quite recently, and now all of a sudden they don't want him anymore because Thomas Rawls is back, and they got this new young small guy that they're probably going to regret keeping because he's going to get fucking destroyed. But uh, that was the solution to their Eddie Lacy problems. Quite honestly, that, that was, I think, too, has made Green Bay a lot more dangerous in the last few le- weeks. It gave him a run game, too. Now Rodgers has got, you know, if they if he can't go to the air, now you hand it off to uh, Michael. And I think that is what is all of a sudden made Green Bay a threat. Well, I, I, I think a lot of things have made Green Bay a threat. Uh, definitely the run game. Aaron Rodgers finally pulling it together. Uh, it, Jordy Nelson is questionable. Bad, bad rib injury. Uh, he's not even going to be practicing until Saturday. But this happens before you get Michael. That's bad news. That's what I'm saying now. It gives them more of a viable alternative because they with the whole Eddie Lacy uh, debacle that's been going on and then Green Bay's running back by committee. Uh, well, Ty Montgomery was a receiver at the beginning of the season. Uh, but now there's an option there. That's what I think is going to help get the Packers over and into the Super Bowl winning it all. I, 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 don't, I don't see it. Uh, I don't think uh, the Green Bay defense could stop both Dak and Zeke, and they're going to get two inside their head. Their experience, I think, actually on defense is going to hurt them because they're going to get two inside their head, and they're going to be like, how do I stop this? How do I stop that? Oh, I know they're playing this, and I'm going to run there and – I, I just I, I mean, think Dallas it's going to get overran. Defense hasn't been the story this year. It's been their offense. Their offense has just been able to outpace the points that their defense has been letting through. And that's what I'm telling you. I don't think the Green Bay defense can stop them. Well, we'll see on Sunday. I mean, there's one game we, we've been ignoring, and it was the first game, ironically. There's a reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Derek. Ooh. Connor Kirk, huh? Ooh. Sorry, Raiders. Wow. Just night and day. Maybe next year? Difference. Making Houston look good before they go on to get sacrificed on Sunday? God, was that terrible. Yeah. I mean, Houston had 27 put up on them with what was was it Jacoby? Wasn't that Brissett? Wasn't that his first game? They didn't, it was 27 nothing. That's without Brady. Like, it, that, could be, that could be an ugly game on Sunday. That was horrible. But, Sitting there looking like... The, the announcers were even saying, well, they don't even need Watt. They got clowning. Yeah, making Houston look good. Houston has been uh, marginal all year. I'm going to tell I'm you what. This. Post-game interview, Clowney is a fucking beast. Motherfucker is huge. Yeah, he is a specimen. I was going to say I'm this. That. I will say this. Clowney is the shit. He is worth the hype. I understand his first two seasons was injured prone, but that cat, when he's healthy is something to be feared. Because, I mean, maybe the first deflection of the pass, meh, maybe he got there on luck. The second one, he tipped it to himself and intercepted it. Then he's sacking the quarterback. He is something to be feared on that defense, no doubt. That's why Stafford goes there, because then he can go home. Huh? He went to high school in Dallas. Stop it, because you're making too much sense. You're scaring me. Oh, because you get Watt healthy. Good luck with that. Good luck playing them with Watt healthy and they got a confident quarterback. Like then, th- then I think they Stop. can beat your boy up in Boston. But yeah, ah, uh, so we got Houston, New England, we got Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and then because our final four, then Green Bay, Dallas, and then uh, uh, Seattle, Atlanta. So I guess do we? 
do we kind of just roll into the picks now, or what else? Do we need to do we need to address other things? What's going on, gentlemen? If you guys want to talk about the coaches, I mean, what's the? I mean, to me, I'm not trying to shit on the the topic, but that's that is a topic that is that is still in development. I mean, really, after the Super Bowl, really, all of the the napalm starts being laid once the season finally ends ends. I think is really once that story's still writing itself. I took the long way around to saying that. I think. Yeah, and and the problem with all of that is if there are teams that aren't going to make a difference. Yeah. Shorelines. Oh, sorry, choked on some coffee, but he's finishing out his contract anyway. He gets the opportunity. I don't know, man. There's days where I think it's just time for a complete fire sale. Start over. Has any team ever done that? Cut everybody at the end of the season and start it again. Not that any, I can think of. In any sport. <sighs> Not that I can think of. What what was the question? Oh, no, no. I can definitely think of it. Yeah, I think I'm back. Uh, 98 Marlins. After the Marlins won the World Series in 97, they just absolutely sold off that fucking team. It was a fire sale. Really? And they, and they, they, they went in the tank. Yeah. That's how they ended up with the high draft picks. And they got Miggy and they got uh, uh, Dontrell Willis. And for his one good season, yeah, he was dominant though that season. Has any team just after the the season has ended just had a complete and utter fire sale? Like everyone got a blink, a pink slip, and tried to start over before uh, in the off season? Yeah, the only one I can think of in recent history is that is that is is I mean they won the World Series in '97 and then they blew the team up. So do you say the '97 Marlins? You say the '98 Marlins? Whatever. Next year, completely different team. So that's, yeah, that's the only team I can think of in recent history. That's just where I feel the Lions are at after Saturday. Well, try that. Uh, <laughs> give everyone a pink slip. Well, you know, I will say this, and yes, it is more piling on the, the, the Lions, but it must be really fucking nice. I mean, really nice to be the head coach and know that no matter what you do in the playoff game is coming up, you still have job security because that's exactly what they fucking said. I mean, <laughs> should have had him coaching for his job, in my opinion. Exactly. Why would you give him that fucking safety net? Why? Well, here and there, I, Caldwell's not the issue with the Lions. He's not, and I could prove that because we brought in a Super Bowl winning coach in Mariucci, and he had the same problem. No, we went through this. Mariucci never won the Super Bowl. It's true. He did get to the NFC Championship game, but he never won the Super Bowl. Okay. But with every coach we've had in this millennium, we've had the same issues. Yeah, and he, so, uh, you, you, your, your micro rant that you went on is no different than what we talked about last week or the week before, where I was like, "Look, it, this <laughs> if it's not the players and it's the coach, and if it's not the coach, it's the GM, and if it's not the GM, there's only one more rung on the ladder to go up, and it's the fucking ownership, and the shit is trickling down." If you I mean, put dude, shit parts in a Ferrari. It ain't going to run like it's supposed to. Dude, there was massive, massive amounts of hope when Martha Ford got up there and gave her first address to the media as president of the Lions. I mean, even the biggest naysayers here in Detroit in sports talk were just like, holy shit, this is, this is the spark that we need. She's going to light a fire under fucking people's asses. And what happened? Here come Jim Caldwell. The time is now. Well, what have you done, dude? You've done what? For some people, the other... playoffs 
two out of three years is good enough. Yeah, that's what, it, you know, we had said that but last week. I'm saying it this week. Unfortunately, it's going to be enough. It's not going to change until the ownership changes. We as not fans need to set the goddamn bar higher. The playoffs are not enough with the players and the teams and the picks and the progress you've made since 2009. Actually, if you want to go back since 2007, it all started with the draft of Megatron. Well, that's what I'm telling you. We were there. We could have used a corner, a cornerback, and that's it. We had everything else in place. We had linebackers. We had defensive line out the wazoo. We had the running back in, but we had a quarterback, the receivers. We were there. Now we don't have any of that. We have a quarterback. That's it. All I know is that next year we'll be talking about Detroit Lions head coach. Jim Caldwell. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, More and that's fine. I, I don't care about Jim Caldwell. I need to see players in positions that are going to do shit that they're supposed to do. You know, the big the big hubbub about you know and Dominic and Sue being a dirty player. Okay, let him be dirty. Oh uh, yeah, she's. A, what's it going to take? I can tell you. For me, it's gonna it's gonna take get sub get rid of Marvin Jones and put in somebody else and you get rid of uh and you give me a running back give me a goddamn running back give me a, a serviceable running back it's not even serviceable give me someone who excels for the love of god and someone else for Marvin Jones and let's go cuz i think that's really it's it's a couple pieces away i you know what chris honestly our offense is okay. Replace Marvin Jones with another receiver, a better receiver that can catch. He doesn't have to run fast, jump high, be Megatron. Just somebody who will catch the ball when you throw it to him. Because we also got Golden Tate. And I'm, I'm not going to take any way, anything away from that man. He can catch a ball. He's proven it on third downs. He's our go-to guy. Our, our offense is okay. We've proven it in the eight fourth quarter comebacks okay this year. doesn't win championships hang on a minute we've proven it on the eight fourth quarter comebacks we can move the football that being said we need a defense to stop the fucking football from being moved and to do that i need a, a linebacker i need a shutdown corner and a very very fast and hard-hitting safety so you give me those pieces this game is done Rich is like, I need a beer. That's what I need. Well, I mean, you're not going to get him in this year's draft. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do in free agency? I mean, you're not going to fill that in one year. Yeah. And the problem is, is that your window is closing. And if if what we talked about is true with Stafford, if they're kind of in a wait and see with Stafford, and they do that to him, and they let him play out the last year, and they don't offer him extension, or they just make a, uh, just a you know polite offer that they know that he'd be an idiot like a to pay. offer? Yes, exactly. Like, we, well, we can say we offered you something. Oh, and then we end up with Kaepernick. Oh, Jesus. You know, I mean, then he, he is going to have some animosity there, and he's going to go, peace, motherfuckers. I don't need this shit. I mean, it, it, uh, and, and I can't blame him. And you weren't. I wouldn't be able to either. You weren't here when Megatron retired, but people were like, "What would happen if, when he, you know, when it was still, is he going to retire? What's going to happen? You know." And then all the scenarios start getting thrown out, all of them. Well, what happens if they, if the Lions cut bait and let him go? Would you be mad if he signed with someone like New England? 
and the overwhelming amount of Detroit Lion fans, homers to the end, were like, nope, go get you your championship. You deserve it. Very few people called and were like, you know, fuck him if he went to another team. We're the team that drafted him. We're the, we're the city that loves him. And he needs to stay with us. Very few people said all that. Yeah, that's kind of my yeah, attitude. Yeah, then you go, Jer- you go into a Jerry Maguire, show me the money. You love me, show me. <laughs> Cliff Averill bounced on us. Uh, like, peace, homie. You're going to get a championship. <laughs> go do your thing. And he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and next, he did. He did end the next season. I mean, it's... <sighs> It just sucks, and I'm not even a Lions fan. I just have to fucking live amongst you. We are the sad, s- sad people. State but I mean, fair of the NFL fo- of the National Football League. If you're here, your career is on your way up or on its way down. We're not a football destination. That's what sucks. That's why most of our coaches are guys that are getting their chance at a first gig. It's usually will house people who have been injured injury prone with other teams you know we'll let them serve out their last years in the nfl here like ugh. yeah people that are very close to retiring hello hello dinata yeah what's what's sad is the lions are becoming like the red wings and the tigers are now they're okay well we have players who are past their prime on the downside of their prime and players that are coming up, well, can't really keep. But if we make the playoffs, in the, in the NFL, if you make the playoffs every other year and you're the Detroit Lions, that'll be enough for a lot of fans, sadly. And a lot of Red Wings fans are like, well, as long as we keep the playoff streak alive, I'd rather they fucking didn't. Get a high draft pick. Let's see, let's see what fucking, you know, uh, uh, that GM can do with a high draft pick for a change. And... Get out of this mindset of, well, at least we got to the dance. Well, you know what? <laughs> Nerds go to the prom, but that don't mean they're finger-banging the fucking chick that brought them or that they took in, in the backseat of their car at the end of the night. What's going good instant to go to the dance if you got two left feet? That, too. Two left feet, and you go home, and you, and you throttle your cock to fucking sleep. That's it. Or you're deaf. You know, I mean... You can't hear the music. It's, it's, but you can feel the beat, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> Say, like, like I said, I'm not a Lions fan, but you guys are fans that deserve better than you've had in most of your lifetimes. There's still some Lions fans out there that were alive and remember, excuse me, their last championship pre-Super Bowl. But, I mean, it's just like with Tampa. Okay, if Tampa don't make the playoffs next season, that's a failure of a season to me. And if they make the playoffs next season, they better win a playoff game the season after that. And God forbid for them, when it comes to my expectations, if they make the playoffs next year and they win a playoff game, well, then, look, you have no excuse but to go up. That's it. Anything else and you built the team the wrong way. Something, something's wrong in the process. That's all there is to it. Bottom line. And if you look at Tampa... It, it, Tampa was where the Lions were not that long ago. Young quarterback, showing a lot of promise with a big arm. They got a beast on their defensive line. Gerald McCoy, you guys had Sue. You know, you have wide receivers who, yes, Megatron is Megatron, so it's it's exercise and futility to sit there and compare them to anybody. But they have, you know, people at the, at the positions they need to 
and they're young enough to start making a run and to open a window. And they don't even need to fucking force the window open or break it open, you know. And the Lions had, to me, the Lions had their window with this build of this team. It's done, it's over with. Blow it up, start from scratch. But no Lions fan wants to hear that. None. Oh, no. No, no. We do. We do want to hear it. It'll never happen, but we want to hear it. Because now we're plugging and playing. Like I said, you know, where Indomitka Sue was, we have Haloti Nada. I mean, I'll tell you, you know, what, as, 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 as painful as it was for Oakland fans to watch that fucking playoff game, they can take solace in the fact that their, their guy that got them there wasn't out there. He was incapable of being out there. There's hope. I've yet to hear any hope from Lions fans after this season. Even even you, Earl, the self-proclaimed biggest homer in the world. So, I mean, that's it. It's, it's, it's really all that could be said about well, this. Well, I mean, that it, it's like a political thing. You know, why is Trump in there? Because it, we're, we're tired of the same thing. We need to change, okay? Detroit Lions won't change. They're not going to change. They're going to make it good enough, and that's it. And if they need to change a couple of people to make it good enough, that's all they're going to change. Good enough teams don't win championships. You're right. And sadly, you have that's an That's why there's no hope. Sadly, you have an ownership that even if fans stop supporting this team, that's a minor dent in the wealth of the Ford Motor Company. That's a tax write-off. Though. That's what the Lions become for them at that point. It's just, okay, that's our... That's, that's one of the things that we own that we take a loss on. We just write that off on at the end of the year. Garbage. I, and it sucks. It sucks for you guys as fans because... Garbage. Don't know what else to fucking say. Don't know what... There's nothing you can do. You can't... Garbage. Remember remember when they were going to have the, the, the uh, Millen Man walkout? Yeah. They're going to walk out at halftime. What the fuck's the point of buying a bunch of tickets, sitting through half of a game, and then walking out? I know. Oh, we're screwing them. Really? They got no, your you money. No, gave them your money. Exactly. You know, if that par- if you paid as you went, if you paid by quarter, you'd be screwing. <laughs> you'd point, be screwing them. Well, the point was they were going to sell it out, so the game was televised. And then when the game's televised, you got an empty fucking stadium. They don't care. <laughs> they got they got all the ducats for those tickets. They don't give two shits. Their P and L at the end of the month will come out in the black. And this is, uh, it just pains me to Racist. say this as a Red Wings fan. The Lions are like the Red Wings in this aspect. The Red Wings will go, tonight's our ex- you know, consecutive sellout, home sellout. And then they, when they pan the crowd, the lower bowl's half empty. And the casual fan goes, how the fuck is this a sellout when half those seats are empty in the lower bowl? And God forbid they, they, they pan up to the fucking, the, you know, the upper bowl because a third of those seats are empty. Here's the deal. Those are fucking season ticket sales. The, they already got the money. They don't care if you show up. It's like the difference between high school and college. High school, you don't show up. You don't do well on a test. Heads will roll eventually. College, once the, once the check clears, they don't give a fuck what you do. You could go. You can go in there and sleep through every fucking class as long as you don't snore so loud you're disrupting the class. And they don't give a fuck. They don't care. They already got your money. That's the problem. And until fans go, you know what? We've had enough of this shit. And then stop and, buying tickets. Yep. And then it's like I said, it's going to take self awareness for the people at the top of the Ford Motor Company who own the Lions to go. Ooh, wait a minute. Our license to print money is drying up. Yeah, we like I said, 
you know, they very well could look at it as we could write it off. But if they were like most corporate business, heads of business and heads of industry, they're greedy. They want more money. So maybe, maybe if fans said, you know what, you've been putting a fucking 40 degree product out there. We're going to treat you like a 40 degree day. Fuck you. We're done. I'm a shit. Five more degrees. I'll break out my grill. I don't need you later. See you. Maybe they'll do something, but it's just not, it's not going to happen, man. Because this is a football town. The big house gets full, 110,000 people. You know, Spartan Stadium is full. Ford Field is full. And Michigan ain't in a national title hunt. MSU isn't in a national title hunt. And the Lions definitely ain't in a Super Bowl hunt. And they're still full. That's all you need to know. Stop buying tickets, everybody. (laughs) I think that's what we're saying. Hey, look 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 at San Francisco. How many times was there fucking just damn near dust bunnies rolling through the stadium? Heads rolled at the end of that season. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. They got the message. They were like, oh, we put a crap product out. Plus, we have, we're have we sitting here treading water in the controversy waters on top of it. Well, we're just going to cut bait and fucking move on. Later, for the people that put the shit product on the field, see ya. For the people who coached the shit product on the field, see ya. For the people who fucking kept, kept filling our bathtub full of controversy, or filling our swimming pool full of controversy where we had to fucking tread water in it. See ya. It's going to be a whole different look next se- beginning of the next season. Ah, well, that being said, it is, now do we roll into the picks? I mean, Let's we, do it. The, l- lamenting the Lions yeah. season. I mean, it's we, we said it all, right, guys? I mean, it's, but I mean, let's talk about the teams that are still playing football. Like you said, we're, we're in our final four. Uh, so... Uh, let's let's start with the Seattle Atlanta. Uh, Earl, I mean, you, you're the, you're just you just you got the honors from here on out. You won the regular season, so you pick the order. All right, give it to me, me, Rich, Chris. All right. So Seahawks, the uh, Seahawks and Falcons, Dirty Birds and Seabirds. What do we think? Give me the bird. Bunch of bird shit. You know. Birds win it. Okay, smartass. Which ones? Dirty birds, man. The Falcons got this. Uh, uh, That's what I was telling Chris. Seahawks were struggling against Detroit. Struggling. How the fuck do you call that struggling? For three quarters, they struggled. And then Detroit was just like, ah, fuck it. Take it. I quit. I got a tea time. I can. I can. I can. I'd rather be golfing. Yeah, I already got a vacation book. Starts next Monday. Well, no, Detroit. You know they were handing the ball off to Zach, and he was trying. The little bastard. I told you he's not an every down back, but he's got heart, and he tried. Okay, they stopped him. Okay, good on you. And then he tried to throw the ball, and they, you know he'd hit him in the wrong spot, their hands, and they drop it. And then it, fuck it. Matt was like, fuck it, I quit, whatever. Hey, man, what you gotta do? fuck Yoda. In sports, there is fucking uh, try, all right? Maybe, but it doesn't win you things. Uh, never mind. Don't fuck Yoda. Do or do not. He actually proved my point. That's what there is in sports. I don't know. <laughs> Trying to win you shit. But, yeah, they struggled against Detroit. they do anything close to that. And Atlanta's going to have them before the third quarter is even finished. Yeah. 
I was really just kind of busting your chops, dude, because I'm feeling the same thing. I'd say it because they come out the NFC South, but I, everything in my gut screaming Atlanta. I just, I don't know. I, I, yes, they won, but it wasn't like, damn, I'm impressed with that victory. It wasn't like that whatsoever with the Seahawks. So, yeah, sorry for busting your chops. Sometimes I got to be just contrary for the sake of. But yeah, give me the give me the dirty birds. Oh, well, I think Seattle's defense is the remedy to that Falcon offense, and I, I think uh, the Falcon defense needs the remedy. They're hurt, and I think the Falcon defense ain't shit. You know, <laughs> even though uh, Tyler Lockett's injured. I mean, I think, yeah, they got Thomas Rawls. Uh, they still got Curse and Baldwin. Um, I think Seattle wins this one, guys. So No, Seattle's b- Legion of Boom went boom. They're called picks, motherfucker. All right? <laughs> I'm allowed to not pick what you pick. <laughs> they got a shutdown corner, and that's it. You shut down half the field. Matty Ice has the other half of the field. Stop it. This is over. If you say so. All right. So uh, next up, uh, we'll see in the NFC. Real quick, real quick. I just want to bring this up. If Atlanta does win, that's the first time Matty Ice has done anything in the playoffs. Am I correct? Yeah, usually. He was... He was drafted the same year as Stafford, so I mean, he's... Yeah, they've been first-round fodder material with Matty Ice when they've made it. Yeah, but how quiet has Atlanta been all season long? Not as quiet as, not as, quiet as Miami, but... Just about. <laughs> We've talked about everybody but the Falcons. No, Chris has Chris is, Chris is fucking been holding up the Falcons through the season. And you're going to abandon them in the in the playoffs, really? Believe, believe me, I got serious rabbit ears for that because I I have I have one friend who's a diehard fucking Falcons fan, and I hear about it. So every time Chris starts fucking singing them praises, you know my rabbit ears perk up because I'm like, ah, fuck, am I really my under my underestimating this team? I mean, I do agree with you, Chris. I think I think their defense is suspect, but. I just I I also agree with I also agree with Earl here. I think I think Legion of Boom is Legion to beat the fuck up at the moment. So that's just me. I mean that's that's a lot of fucking injuries on that Seattle team. Yeah, they're beat up. I will give them that. Uh, but next we'll see in the NFC. We got the Pack in Dallas. Now they're in Dallas, correct? I guess the first yep. round by gets you the home game. Yeah. Yep. So, Jerry Dome. It's yeah. Aaron Rodgers with huge penis and hubris. Uh, he's a bad man. He is. It's too bad he went on a streak too soon because uh, Dallas ends his streak, man. Green Bay defense has no answer for them. It 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 just. I can't pick a scenario that says Green Bay wins. I can't. I mean, we pretty much already know where Chris lands, so it's you know, I'm the tiebreaker at the moment. I'm drinking. I'm drinking it. I'm drinking it. That horrendous fucking green and yellow Kool Aid, man. 
Aaron Rodgers said we're going to run the table and meant that shit. I mean, he said that with some bass in his voice. Yeah, but Rich, running the table in the NFC North and running the table against the whole fucking conference? No. Just pick apart the Giants. I, dude, I... The Giants picked apart the Giants. Hey, if if, if Chris and I are wrong, I, I, God knows we know we'll hear about it. So You're the genius in this scenario. <laughs> oh, come on. You guys can't be serious, though. Yeah, I am. Unless Chris changed his vote from earlier. Fuck no. Go, Pat, go. An enemy of my enemy is my friend. Dallas got this. All right. So moving on to AFC. Houston heading into Foxborough. <laughs> I say, should we all just start laughing? <laughs> yeah, you know, Houston really showed me something. They really did, boy. They are so not ready for the Pat. This yeah. is this is we're, we're talking about legacy. We're talking about you know careers and you know dynasty. I, I think this is his swan song. I really do, and I, I am almost assured to you. And I'll call it here and now. If they win the Super Bowl, he'll retire. That's that's, that's a bold that's a statement. Bold. Yeah, that is. It's a bold one. What else would he have to do? Is that your hot take? We need a hot take buzzer. I know, right? (laughs) Tell me why he would stay. He's made all the money. He's got more than enough championships. He'd go out on top. He'd pull a Peyton. Why? Why would he stay if he wins the Super Bowl this year? Because he knows he has a very good chance of making it to the Super Bowl next year as well. So what? For what? At some point, you got to think of quality. Peyton always had the shadow until he won his first Super Bowl of the get of the the great quarterback who couldn't win the big game going back to fucking college because he he didn't win any national championships in fucking Tennessee. Yeah, 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 but you're talking about two different people here, though. He's got know, what four. I get that. What I'm saying is he's got the confidence to go. We have the coach. We have the system. We have the team. We have. The culture, we we could be right back here next fucking year. On top of that, I really don't think the Patriots, for as much as their fans, some of their fans, I'll say, probably take for granted that they're in the playoffs every year. I don't think they take that for granted they're in the playoffs every year. I really don't. I think they look at it like every game. Just what game are we worried about next week's? No, this, I, this week's. Let's put it that way. This week's game. We'll win this, then we'll move on to the next game. And that trickles down from fucking Belichick. Oh, I mean, Billy remember, B. Remember the infamous... We're, we're moving on to... What was it, Cleveland? We're moving on to Cleveland. We're moving on to Cleveland. That's what he just kept saying when he was you know, asked about a, a loss. To him, that's, that's, that's how it is. Look, I, I, I drew up a game plan. We either didn't execute it or... I didn't guess the variables that the other team was going to throw at us. We lost. Now it's time to move on and worry about the next team. And if that's how he feels about losses, that's how he feels about wins, except for the last game of the season. So, that's it. I, I mean, I'm just saying. I, if, what, what if they what if they make it to the what if they make it to the Super Bowl and they don't win? Does he retire then? 
I think so, man. He's got four Super Bowls. He's 40 years old. Hey, man. He's got records for upon records for quarterbacks. He's got money that his grandkids aren't going to spend. Yeah. Hey, he's not, by the way, uh, he ain't worth as much as his wife. So what's that tell you? His wife's more than him. Can we put this into play? What if the unthinkable to us and every football fan in Boston happens and they lose? What happens then? What if Houston beats them? Some miracle. Tom Brady gets last Boy Scouted or some shit. It's all over. I seriously think it's over. So either way, Earl, basically what you say is after this season, it's it, no matter what. He loses. I, I'm not saying over. that. I'm they not win, saying it's that. Over. But if they win, if they win the Super Bowl, I think that's it. 40 right. years old, five Super Bowl rings, quarterback records, money hand over fists. And but, if they don't win the Super Bowl or if they lose on the way to the Super Bowl, He's pretty sure, kind of, that that's yeah. it also. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. If they lose on the way to the Super Bowl, I think Tom will come out and say one more year. That would set them up for a fucking a Matt Stafford fucking changeover. I, I totally agree. And, yeah, once again, shut up, because you got heat when you guys made sense like that. All right. That's... That's why I. That's why I'm saying I don't. I don't. I don't think he's going anywhere for next season. That's just me. Well, we'll move on to the next game then. We'll talk about uh, the Steelers heading into Arrowhead. Oh man, this is this going this gonna be a good this fucking game. game. This is gonna this be a is good fucking game. game. Get your beer. Get to the bathroom. Get your popcorn ready. Ladder. Have every snack at your every want right this, next to you. This is just going to be just as good as Green Bay and Dallas. You're going to want to watch this. No, this is going to be better than Green Bay and Dallas. Really? Yes. This is the game you don't want to miss a play. Because anything can happen at any moment in this game. Ben's playing. I just, just looked it up before we started the picks. Ben's just Ben's playing. He just he aggravated an old fracture. Everything's fine. He's in a boot. But yeah, he says yeah, he's yeah, playing. But he's still hurt. There's blood in the water. They're coming for him. All right. This is going to be a knockdown, drag out, old school fist fight. And with that, my freaking problems with Pennsylvania might continue. <laughs> I pick Kansas City. I think that defense has something for Bell, Ben, and Brown. Yeah. I think got answers for all the bees. Damn, got something for that ass, huh? They're going to Marcellus Wallace him. Call a couple of hardcore pipe hitting, you know what? Yeah. yeah. Go, yep. go, go to work on the and a blowtorch. Blow <laughs> going to get medieval on that ass. Uh, well, I wish I had your confidence, but I don't. But I'm going to pick the Steelers. Oh, I'll they've give you. There. I'll give you all they've, the confidence, Rich. They, they, they. The confidence in my pick is what I'm saying because to me, this is one of those games I could flip a coin. Because I have no rooting interest in it, honestly. Um, you know, Steelers to me. I, I think I, I think it's more interesting for the Steelers to move on, just from a history standpoint. And storyline standpoint, 
Kansas City, I don't give a shit about one way or the other. I mean, I, I know I, I know that's horrible to say, but it's just like, eh, whatever. You're there. Okay, good for you. But uh, It's going to be a great game, but Kansas City doesn't really have a great offense. They don't. That's for, then, then that's where I'm coming in. I mean, that's... You've heard me all week, all year talk about how good I think Kansas City's defense is and don't count them out. Yes, but I think teams this year like Denver and Minnesota and Houston will be showing us soon that it can't just be just the defense. You need some offense. This, this, you've had a very lukewarm, uh, Kansas City offense all year, and I think that's where Pittsburgh's got them. You got Antonio Brown, you got Le'Veon Bell. End of conversation. That's better Here's than my problem. Any, that, uh, that's better than any offensive weapon that the Chiefs have got. The Chiefs, no, have, no, been, no. Every, the Chiefs no. defense have been letting up 4.4 carry to the run. So those shutdown corners can do their thing all they want. You're going to put the ball in Bell's hands, and he's going to gash him. And Pittsburgh wins his game. No way! And goes no on to way! Go to the Super Bowl. I'll bet you here and now that Bell doesn't have a good game. So you're calling the Super Bowl. You're saying it's the fucking Green Bay Steelers. Yeah, yeah, because I think... You're going old school with your Super Bowl. Because I think because uh, I think Pittsburgh's got more... I think they got a better offense in New England. No. Stop it. Look, Pittsburgh, the last two months, man. Look at them, man. Have you watched them play the last two months? They're a fucking machine the, the last the two season. months. What? That, November ain't the end of the season? November's a lot of times where the season's won and lost. And they've been in machine mode since fucking about Halloween time, man. Uh, no. So, right. Pittsburgh. Oh. Casey, because I think Andy Reid outcoaches, uh, what's his nuts? No way, Tomlin can't Bobby. hear you. His Super Bowl ring's making too much noise. Uh, He's like, oh, you've been to the Super Bowl. That's cute, Andy Reid. I've won it. Yeah, I think he outcoaches them. I think that defense has what it takes to stop them. I just you got you got Don Terry Poe and Houston up front to stop the run, and if they happen to get by them, you got DJ backing them up. I just and think then you go to throw. You got you know. I've just, just never been a believer in Alex up. Smiths. I've never been a believer in Alex e- Smith. I think Spencer Ware's proven he can be stopped. Uh, I mean, really, who do you who do they have catching the ball? It, who's it been Tyreek, uh, whatever his fucking name is? Because Macklin's been very yep, lukewarm all year. If that's being nice about Macklin. I mean, who's catching the ball in Kansas City? It's by committee. It's been between Chris Connell and Tyreek, I want to say Wilson. But, Just want to say it again, don't miss the play of that game. Dude, Antonio Brown's the best receiver in the game. Pittsburgh has that. They have the best running back in the game. Le'Veon Bell, he just needs to put the weed down so he can get a full season so he can win a goddamn rushing title. But that's, man, I think Pittsburgh wins that game. I really do. We're going to see. Yeah. And Pittsburgh Green Bay Super Bowl and Green Bay wins? No. <laughs> You know, real nice and creative with your picks, Earl. Did you pick the teams with the two best records? I mean, you can pick who you want to pick. Uh, the teams with the best players. Oh, uh, I just uh, Green Bay and Pittsburgh, man. Those are just two teams that know when to come on, and right now they're just fucking. You don't want to play those teams right now. So we will see. We gonna see. All right, real quick. I, I could kick myself for not bringing this up before the picks, 
don't know if you guys even want to try to go into it, but the whole, I know it's got a political slant to it, kind of, because of the nature of the speech, but have you guys read any of the op-eds that have been popping up online about Meryl Streep's speech and how she, and where it applies to sports is when she was like, whoa. I mean, she can go fuck herself. That was good. That's how you're just going to I, I thought that with, was an unregimented type speech. Well, no, she That's where it's just, you're going to end up with football and, and, and UF and ultimate fighting MMA. No, I think that's a good sportsy topic. She brought, she brought sports into it. Yeah, she's like, what oh, the you're hell does up? she know about sports? She's like, she said, all you're going to end up with is NFL and MMA. Like, get the fuck out of here. Who made this people who like that? Like that to me just showed how, just reinforces how out of touch Hollywood is. Like, uh, do you know how much money both of those make? Uh, you could argue the the uh, NFL may may uh, generate uh, may give the whole entertainment industry itself a run for its money with its revenue. Yeah, and I can tell you right now, outside of big-time boxing bouts, uh, UFC is fucking killing boxing. I mean, it's just, there's, there's in, in popularity, there's, there's no, boxing is considered an old man sport. And, I mean, there's just no competition there between, between those two. I mean, it takes, like, the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight for people to even give a shit about boxing. Agreed. Every UFC event, and I don't even follow it, but every UFC event, it just my social media lights up with people talking about it, posting about it, dissecting fights. You know, I mean, like, like dissecting it in a way that's like, what, motherfucker? Do you know how to fight? How do you know about this shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, they're into the sport. And what really irked me is she's okay, fine. She said it. She's look. She's allowed to have her opinion, and and then I'm allowed to call her a fucking dumbass for her opinion. That's the way fucking this this works. However, what irks me is this groundswell of support coming from from people to her about, well, those are just two brutal sports that we need to get rid of anyways. Really? Really? That's what we need? I mean... To me, this is more that uh, jock versus nerd mentality. It's, I mean, tr- Rich, a perfect example, we've both been in Baines. We are both sports fans, all right? We are those guys that kind of been on, like, kind of both sides of the fence, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know, it's, you talk about people give you shit when you show up to play a gig uh, in a fucking jersey. Oh, you wear another man's name on your back. It's that whole attitude of, is, you're, I just don't get, like, let us be allowed to, if you get, if you're in the arts community and you're into sports, uh, you know, people are throwing digs at you, you know, and the other way around, too. Even, you know, the classic, you know, if you're into sports, you can't, like, listen to Radiohead or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that just keeps reinforcing those stupid fucking stereotypes. Like, just because it ain't your bag, why do you have to pick on it? All right? Exactly. And, I mean, especially me, because anybody who's listened to Unregimented knows I love Star Wars. I love sci-fi. You know, I, I, I was a big comic book collector when I was younger. I also love sports. I also love music. I also love partying. Well, I mean, I used to love partying. Hey, hey, uh, the whole issue I have with her speech, in oh, and of itself. Because, I know. This, see, this, but if it ain't about sports, that's what I'm saying. It's how come I was reluctant to bring this up. No, no, I know no. you're going to say, that's not the fucking venue for that. But it isn't. It always has been, though. Historically, it has been. Here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. Before the internet, that's That's how you did that. 
That's your opinion, Earl. That's all it is. Okay? Because here's the deal. And here's what really irks me about that opinion of yours. Okay? Well, athletes should keep their mouth shut about political stuff. Actors should keep their mouth shut about political stuff. When the fuck is the right time for them to speak up? Because I never hear anybody give an alternative. I just hear people say, this ain't the proper fucking venue. Right? They're allowed to be as dumb as every other average American. There's nothing an actor knows, your average actor and actress knows, that the average American doesn't know, except for how to fucking cry on command. That's it. These people are not gods among us. No, but if, if a, a sports athlete wants to make a political statement, call a press conference, have at it. Say whatever the fuck you want to say. But after the game, after this national championship game, I want to hear Deshaun uh, Deshaun talk about how he thought about the plays, how he likes his teammates, what he thought of his coach. I want to hear that. Okay, and how I want to hear that. How about after, after that three years ago, after the national championship game, when the player got on there and said, "I want to thank God and I love America, and if you don't love America, love it or leave it." Did you stand up and say, "Well, that asshole, that's not the proper venue for that"? Yes. Talk to me about the game. Talk to me about your feelings on the last play. When there's six seconds, you're two yards from the end zone. You're down by four. Talk to me about that feeling. Don't talk to me about Trump or how you love God and how you got to love America. I don't care about that. Talk to me about the feeling in your chest and, and mine when you're inches from greatness. Okay? Just like Meryl Streep. She was introduced by a woman of color. And it almost brought tears to my eyes to the things she was saying about Meryl Streep. And I'm like, oh my God, she is so right. And, and Meryl Streep, is, she's so decorated. And, and it's great movies, great movies. Get up there and take your due. Give her her due, you're damn right. <laughs> and then she gets up there and doesn't say a fucking thing about the people she worked with. About the movie she was in. Give about the reason she was even getting the fucking award. See, uh, dude, to me, once like, like I said, okay, the propaganda delivery machines for, of the 20th century was television and movies. So I don't, I, I, to me, it, I'm not shocked. You say it's not the proper venue. I say that's all that venue's ever been. Every movie's political that, that, that chooses to be. You're going to tell me American Sniper isn't political? All right. Oh, my tell no, me Full Metal Jacket wasn't no. political? No, it's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is she was honored for an award with a reason. Okay? And Meryl Streep got up there and went off on a totally different rant. She's I even told my to. wife while I watched it, shut up, Meryl. You've done fucked up. She's allowed okay, to. That's the, that used to be before the internet. That's how you did shit like that. I understand, Chris, but that just... No, that is not the proper venue. Once that is the venue for you to go, thank you for this award. I appreciate this person I worked with, this director. You come out on the red carpet afterwards, say whatever the fuck you want about Trump and, and sports and everything else. Say it then. Don't say it on stage where you're accepting an award for being you know, the actress you were being and the people that you worked with. Don't hey, do that. You hold a remote control that's got an up and a down button for the channel. And it was changed. It was. I mean, that's a great thing. It's autonomous. Okay. Regardless of what she said politically, what pisses me off as a sports fan is she got up there and shit on 
the most popular sport in this fucking country and probably the fastest growing and rising sport in this country. And people were just sitting there going, oh yeah, she's right. Really? Really? I mean, we've covered, we've covered this before. There's been NFL coaches, college coaches, you know, and yes, it was before you were on the show, but there's been stories about how youth football, the numbers are dwindling because these helicopter parents don't want their little fucking precious little fucking tax write-offs to get hurt out there and all this bullshit. And as we sit, all three of us and bitch about how soft we are as a society, but it's even worse with the, with the youngsters coming up. She's making fucking an argument to make them even more soft. And that pisses me off because it's ridiculous. How many times have we had the conversation about learning to lose is just as important as learning to win? 100%. How many times have we had that conversation? It's okay to be on the football team and be in the drama club. It is. Like, that's, that's, I don't like that that's kind of the lines we're drawing. Like, we're, 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 we're perpetuating high school America, in my opinion. Yes, with adults who should know better. Yeah. Right, and she's a woman that's probably never played a sport in her life. That's what I'm saying. It's not like she's a fucking, if it was Jack Nicholson up there talking about it, then I'd be like, whoa, wait a minute, because I know Jack's a fucking sports fan. Okay, if that was Ashley Judd up there talking about it, I'd be like, whoa, wait a minute, Ashley Judd's a fucking sports fan. She's a, she's a University of Kentucky fucking fan through and through. You know, but this is someone who I'm like, bitch, what are you, why? And don't get me wrong, okay? I don't think she's attractive. So all the respect I have for her is purely on her ability. And I think she's a great actress, all right? But just because you're a great actress doesn't mean you know what the fuck you're talking about, about every subject. True sign of uh, respect from male and the penis isn't involved. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, I, that's just how it is. I know. And I, I mean, that's... A, if, if, if there's people listening that are offended, prove me wrong. And if you believe in God, take it up with the maker. Not my problem, okay? This is biology 101. Don't know what to tell you. So why is she up there talking about a subject that, that she has no idea about? I, I, what, maybe she saw that movie with Will Smith with the shitty accent and all of a sudden decided she's against football? Yeah. Maybe that? There's, no, there's never been, she's never been an advocate for concussions or cte research or anything she just picked two sports that she thought was the most brutal and violent to throw out there as an example of what we shouldn't be as a society and i guarantee you if hockey was more popular in this fucking country she'd have thrown hockey in there instead of mma and why think of because the outrage. it's a brutal contact sport that would be happening the other way if maybe perhaps tom brady got up there and started going on a tirade about uh, you know, you don't want to join those gay arts classes in high schools. You know, something like you know what I'm saying. Like, obviously, oh, yeah. that yeah. wouldn't be the. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, yeah. if you like sports, fuck them homos in the arts department. You know, that would not happen the other way. That sounds like something James Harrison would say more than Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> James Tom Brady was actually right. in a movie, so he has some things to say about it. You see, well, but that's that's my point. It's my whole point. The political side of it. That's for a different podcast. Check us out Saturdays. That's when we release the new one. Pretty sure Earl's going to be on it. Pretty sure we're going to talk about it to some extent. Uh, but to me, as a sports podcast and as a sports fan, this, this irks me. And Chris brought another element that I didn't even think about because I was so busy being fucking red-assed and butt-hurt 
about why are you throwing the NFL and, and Ultimate Fighting under the bus? I didn't even think about it. Why does it? Yes. Why does it have to be either or? When did we get everything in this country narrowed down to two choices? If I don't like it, it needs to be stopped and shut down. Okay, I don't like a lot of fucking things. I don't like most... 99% of modern country music I despise. I don't give yeah. a fuck if you listen to it. I just think you have shitty taste in music, and I don't ask you to fucking hold the auxiliary cord. End of fucking story. I, like that. I was like that one kid in the marching band who like was sitting there enjoying watching a football game. you know. And then, too, we had another guy who... Uh, there was a guy who was in the band that he played on a football team, and he got shit from the football team that he was in the band when he went playing football, and we gave him shit in the f uh, band, like, oh, what, not cool enough for you? You're going to be on the football team? And why, why are we still perpetuating that as adults? These are adult people. This person is a senior citizen. And <laughs> if we go by the age limit, and she is perpetuating this kind of mentality. You can do both, people. It's allowed. Why? Why do we want It's dumb. When, when, when they pan the the crowd with her speech i say 90 percent of that crowd felt very very uncomfortable with her no talking way. the way she was no, no okay, she okay, was first of all okay fuck it you, you okay thank you mr date rapist don't take no for an answer and it's just gonna push it so fucking <laughs> you finally get your way all right you want to talk about the political shit you're a fucking dumbass if you fucking think that crowd was 90 percent of that crowd was uncomfortable because 90 percent of that crowd was sitting there fucking thinking well goddamn i wish i'd have fucking thought to go do that yeah, she's preaching to the choir, man. Like, that's another thing that I would get. Uh, speeches like that come out. People talk about how brave it was. You know, you know what would have been brave? Making that at a Trump rally or making that at the RNC convention this summer. That was nothing but you're, you're just brave as Hitler as far as that. You're spouting platitudes in a room full of people who want nothing to do but sit here and lap them up because they believe the same things. Get up and say that shit at a fucking NASCAR fucking race then i'll be hey, you want to you want to show me balls <laughs> hey you want to show me balls speak at inauguration because that's another thing every celebrity is so chicken shit of all the shit that they'll get uh to do anything at the inauguration they show that that'll do it make that speech at the inauguration that'll show me some balls or just be there you know forget in the political things it, it's not it's not just political guys that's not what i'm saying just it looked to me like 90 percent of that crowd was like uh are we supposed to be celebrating her award? Well, maybe what too the, the, the Golden Globes. I'll, de I'll defend you a little bit, Earl. The Golden Globes. Everyone isn't it the one, one that has the rep if everyone gets smashed? Oh God, yeah. Everyone could just <laughs> yeah, been everyone could just be looking around like Jesus Christ, who invited her? Well, <laughs> you know, it, like as far as, war, as, as far as her talking about other sports, isn't it the Foreign Press Awards? What the Golden, the Golden Globes? Globes? Yes. Right, Foreign Press Awards. So uh, why is she talking I think about American one, sports? I think that's I think that's one group who does have a vote, but I'm pretty sure that it's also there's more than just the foreign press. Well, everybody, every everyone board said I'd like to thank the foreign press. Well, yeah, yeah. The Golden right. Globe is, so, is the Golden is the foreign part press. part of it. Is it is solely the foreign press? I think so. Yes. All right. Well, then I'm wrong. Sorry, my bad. So. Once again, it is a venue issue for me. You're talking about American politics and American sports to a foreign press base. Uh, Earl, you're asking what? celebrities not to celebrity, though. Like, they get a mic in front of them, that's what happens. Is it any different than Kid Rock wearing January 20th, 20th 2017, the end of an error, E-R-R-O-R, -R -R 
shirt at, at, at an awards show. I think he's like totally spell it wrong. Or American Music Awards. He spelled it E R R E R. That's just me. Did, did I spell that wrong? No, I think he should. <laughs> oh. But I mean, it, it, is it any different than that? I mean, it, it, dude, it's it, these are people I, who fucking these are people who have everyday life and reality for your average American and them have parted ways a long time ago. Yeah. Especially if you're up there getting a fucking Lifetime Achievement Award. That's why I got issue with that meme that goes around with Mark Wahlberg talking about uh, how celebrities have lost touch. I'm like, motherfucker, you've made seven digits since you were 19. You were not allowed to say to, to talk about that. But anyway. You know, no, I'm, I'm saying as far as a venue with American sports and American politics, you're talking to a foreign press base. She is. So, there was no other actor that came up there that mentioned anything else than their movie and the people they worked with this year. But in right. previous years, previous years, you've had uh, South Park had a whole episode dedicated to the smug cloud coming from George Clooney's Golden Globes award speech. You've had you've had actors and actresses. Uh, I guess I guess we've we've had one of those votes in society where no one voted, but we all agreed to just adhere to this. A per- people of color, actors of color get up there and espouse their political beliefs and, and their beliefs about race in regards to the, you know, the U S this is nothing new. And then you add alcohol to the mix. I mean, Jesus Christ, Jeremy Renner got up there to present an award with, uh, uh, Jennifer Lopez a couple of years ago. And he was like, you go ahead and open the envelope. She's like, well, I do have the nails. And she had a low cut dress on. He goes, yeah, you also got the globes for it. I mean, it, it, it did you guys see Goldie Hawn's presentation this year? It was a bit. <laughs> that was. I mean, if dude, you this know is, anything about Goldie Hawn? That was a bit. She, like, yeah, she played a dumb blonde back in the day. That's yeah. She I was, was trying to say she was drunk. Like, no, nah, man, that was. If you're old like her, us, she's that's <laughs> that's her dusting off a of fucking yeah laughing uh, 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 her old laughing character. Yeah, I'm just saying that's a bit too far. I think she was hammered. <laughs> but, I mean, dude, it, you know, I guess it, you know, you know, she really was hammered. Is, she would have said Florence Floster Jenkins <laughs> when she announced it. <laughs> she got the name of that film right. That's how I knew she wasn't hammered. Well, I guess what irritates me the most is why the fuck is someone who has nothing to do with sports, who has, who's, I mean, you can argue Meryl Streep has made politically themed and charged films in her career. So I, I I can I can at least give her that. Has she ever been in a sports themed movie? Has she ever no. voiced any interest in any sports? Been seen at any sporting events no. outside of like tennis or you know something like that? And when it was the hot thing to follow McEnroe or or, or Jimmy Connors or something, I mean, why are you up there invoking these sports to prove a point? Oh, because it's low-hanging fruit for that crowd. And then all the people who already hate sports are going to jump on that bandwagon. And as a former football player and as a football fan, you of all people should understand that this groundswell that's starting is just going to snowball. Let me tell you something as a hockey fan. Once they start taking out certain things in your fucking sport, you're never getting them back. You're never getting them back. Please, no... It cannot turn into the the flag football league. It can't, it just can't. Please, God, no. 
Oh, you think they have rating issues now? Let that happen. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what. Did we not have congressional hearings over uh, steroid use in baseball? And is and, and that is an issue of just a person maybe doing harm to themselves. When you really look at it, boil it down to its base issue. How long until fucking these 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 soccer moms and these celebrities decide that getting hitting out of football and banning UFC and and what, mark my words, when they go after the UFC, they're not going to call it UFC. They're going to call it cage fighting because it sounds worse. Sounds like you're locking two dogs or two fucking roosters in a fucking cage and let them go at it. Mark my words, that's the that's the verbiage they're going to use to fucking paint the narrative they want because it fits their agenda. How long until that shit starts? Because once once all it's going to take is for one or two high school kids to have any signs of CTE due to concussions while they're in high school, and all hell's going to break loose. Because, well, they're minors, and we can't allow our fucking children. So what's going to happen? You're going to have an entire fucking generation who's going to come up not playing football, and then they're going to go, what, play football in college? And then they're going to go play football in in the, in the in the NFL? Okay, they've never been trained up. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. You think there's injuries now? You think there's hits that are fucking bad now? Wait till you get someone who thinks fucking lowering their head and using the crown of their helmet to hit someone in the fucking sternum is the way you're supposed to tackle somebody these days. That's what I'm saying. This is all snowballs. All snowballs. This shit, once it starts, it doesn't stop. It doesn't care who it takes out. So, it, as a sports fan, that's where that's what pissed me off about that speech, and that's where my concern lies. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that's my... Initial reaction was, man, fuck her. What is she that too? You know, like what is what what football and MMA do to her? Nothing. That ain't even her audience. But anyways, speaking of audiences, thank you to you who's listening. Uh, if if we got new, we got new live. We get uh, live streaming station. Well, I, I I hesitate to say live. It's a streaming station. Uh, we're on uh, TuneIn. Uh, we're in a bunch of other places. Uh, it's kind of a kind of does a, a kind of a, a rotation of three episodes but a lot of people have been finding us that way thank you more people have been finding us uh, on itunes downloading us at christophermedia.net uh, you can follow us on twitter at sporgy podcast on instagram at sporgy underscore podcast uh and then next week i guess we're talking uh, championship games fellas so that'll be fun it's this is a great slash sad time of year because it means it's all coming to an end soon but uh, and then the the, oh, the, the the wasteland of February and March. Draft days. The only time worse is during the summer during the all-star break for fucking baseball. But yeah. <laughs> even Wimbledon is over. Like, there ain't shit. You better hope someone got arrested. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but thanks to everybody who's listened, and we will catch you guys next week. All right. Later, guys. Peace out, y'all. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening. 
Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.